Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Never mistake coincidence for fate, Stephen King said. And the story I have to tell you seems just as spooky and mysterious as some of the books he writes. My name is Sam Parsons, and while on assignment to report on a small-town mountain festival, I came upon something much darker and much more sinister. I was sent to report on Netherlands' frozen dead guide days. A little festival held every year in Netherland, Colorado, to celebrate the day a guy was cryogenically frozen and discovered living in Netherland. Less than 45 minutes outside of Netherland is a lake, and beside the lake is a long, abandoned summer camp. A mere few months before I visited Netherland, five teens ventured to the camp, but only one of those teens allegedly made it out alive. One body is still reported to be missing. 26 other people with an array of characteristics have also gone missing or been reported dead in the same area over the past four decades. This is the story of Lake Clarity. And good God! Damn, Jules! Here it is, Netherland. What a cute little town. So the town sits right off of this gorgeous lake, big mountains on either side. Still making my way toward the town. It looks pretty small. Making my way downtown. But, ugh, I'm jumping out of my skin with excitement and nerves. Jules, Baker Reservoir is so gorgeous. On the other side of the shore, people are fishing. And there's a big dam at the head of the lake. I, I wish you could... Oh, huh? Hello, officer. Hey, you'll, uh, you'll have to detour. Road's closed just ahead. Is everything all right? <laughs> well, nothing like that, little miss. There's an abandoned semi-truck a little ways up the road. It's blocking anyone from getting through. No way through, huh? Yeah, we'll have this wrapped up in, uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, new in town? Am I wearing a sign? <laughs> Call it a cop's instinct. Or, you could say, I, I've lived here a long time and I've never seen you before. Of course. Small towns. Where are you from? 
I'm a reporter just out of Denver. I'll be reporting on frozen dead guy days for Denver Public Radio. My name's Sam Parsons. All right. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. We're happy to have you here. After all, we thrive on tourists and uh, curious types we get here. Curious types? Snoops. Amateur ghost hunters. Bigfoot believers. (laughs) Wow, quite the list. Yep. (laughs) Pleasure meeting you. Sure. Uh, Well, anyways, little miss, uh, you'll want to take 128E into town. Uh, That's that road right there behind you. Yep, you just go right ahead and you you make a a safe U-turn from here and you, you head right up there. That Sheriff Powell. He sounds a little rough around the edges, but a pretty nice guy, it turns out. Everyone in town calls him Slowhand, and they speak highly of him. This wasn't the last time I ran into Slowhand. Jules, even the side roads in Netherlands are beautiful. Just rows and rows of golden aspen trees in beautiful aged houses. <laughs> Either my GPS is faulty, or Eric loosened his purse strings. My hotel looks amazing. It was a small hotel, with large wooden logs making up the exterior walls and some lavish decor inside. I'm assuming it was the only hotel in town because my producer, Eric, is known for pinching pennies. Once inside the hotel, I was treated to a hell of a first impression. The desk clerk frantically searched behind the counter for a first aid kit while a local officer was clutching at a bleeding wound. The real attraction was the man handcuffed to one of the lobby chairs. Rocking back and forth, he was muttering to himself. I tried to make out at least some of what he was saying. That's when the desk clerk sprang up with the bandages. I glanced towards the counter to see the officer quickly wrap himself up before he started approaching the handcuffed man. I turned my gaze to the mumbling man and caught him staring at me. Our eyes locked for a moment before the officer dragged the man past me. Pardon us. I can't believe this guy. Leaves his trailer in the middle of the goddamn highway. What a jackass. So sorry about that. Can I help you? Uh, You're totally fine. Been one of those days, you know. Been there. Netherland always this exciting. No, almost never. It's a pretty sleepy town. They love their pancakes, you know. May I assume that you're Mrs. Kemp? Uh, nope. My name is Sam Parsons. Uh, You must be thinking Eric Kemp. He's my producer. He probably put the reservation under his name accidentally. Uh, can you look and see? Uh, There should be, like, a note with my name in it. Oh, yes! Would you look at that? I see it right there. Just one of those days. Let me just pull up your reservation. Here to see the sights? A haunted tour, maybe? I'm actually reporting on the Frozen Dead Guy days. That's not for a little while. Well, I'm just down here for a little research. We are going to release the piece in segments. The first part will be a week or two before the festival. Yep, they're still a way away from the next festival. About six months? That is if I still remember what month we're in. (laughs) We like to make it fun around here. You'll see. I'm definitely early. I'm here now to follow the festivals from the first few stages of setup and organization, maybe interview some of the locals. I'll be back in March to cover the actual event. Maybe I could interview you sometime? Get your perspective on the festival. 
Oh, sure. It brings a lot of people into the hotel. That's exactly the kind of information I'm looking for. I'll need to schedule an interview well, with you. Well, I'm always around here. And if you go up the main road a bit, you'll find the visitor center of Jeremy. The fellow who works there knows all about Netherland. Perfect. You're helping me out already. Yay. Honestly, I just love the festival. Mind if I ask what you love about it? Oh, sure. You know, it's like getting a second Halloween. They always have coffin bobsled races and hearse parade. Costumes are always fun. I love dressing up. It's nice, though. They keep it family friendly. Well, I'm sold. Can't wait to meet... Jeremy. Jeremy. And learn more about it. But, as they say, first thing last, I'll go ahead and get settled in. Oh, yes. Here's your room key. Thank you so much, uh... Courtney. Courtney, yes. It was nice to meet you. Thank you. Barring the crazy man, the bleeding cop, and a closed road, it seemed like a quiet, normal small town. No sooner did this thought cross my mind that things decided to get interesting. While I unpacked, my phone rang. It was my girlfriend, Natalie. I hadn't called her to let her know I got there safe, so she took matters into her own hands. Hello? Hey, you didn't call me. How was the trip? Sorry. It was long but beautiful. Make it up there, okay? Yeah, I just got into town a bit ago, and I'm still alive. And how do I know I'm not talking to your ghost right now? Fair question. I suppose you'll have to wait a few more days to find out my fate. What are you doing right now? I'm packing everything. Did you call to have me narrate every move I make? It might be better than TV. <laughs> you know, it was the craziest thing. There was an abandoned semi-truck and some crazy guy sitting in the hotel lobby when I got here. I'm not following, sweetie. Was the truck in the lobby with the crazy guy? In what way was the guy crazy? Ha ha. These are important distinctions. As of the moment, all I know is that there is an abandoned semi, a crazy guy, and zero context. So you didn't call to have me narrate my day to you. You called to critique me. Don't be a sourpuss. So, how shitty is your room? You see, the crazy thing is, it's a pretty nice hotel. I'm certain Eric has no idea it's this nice. Oh my god! What? Get out of there! Uh, Get out of there right now! Are you being serious right now? It's a trap! I'm pretty sure this is just a room. Sweetie, you're in some weird Twilight Zone-esque parallel dimension where everything seems the same, but secretly everyone has reptilian tails. Yes, I'm certain none of that is true. Put it to the test. The next person you see, just grab their face and start peeling. Oh... That's odd. Did you say something? The same semi-truck that was blocking the road just pulled into the parking lot, right outside my window. A parking lot view? That sounds a lot more like Eric booking now. Are you paying attention to the truck or to me? Hun, can I call you back? Really? We've been talking for only- something weird going down. When I say Nederland is a small town, I mean, it's a small town of less than 2,000 people. Tiny. Microscopic. The sheriff's office isn't even in a standalone building, as you might expect. Instead, it's part of a storefront in the bottom right-hand corner of one of those multi-business center two-story buildings. Listeners in more urban areas need to understand this. Small towns of this type in Colorado have things consolidated for everyone's convenience. Now... Picture this in your mind. 
The parking lot outside my window sits between my hotel and that two-story business center. This business center is adjacent to the town supermarket, which resides on the east side of the parking lot. And across from it on the west side was a train car turned coffee house. And next to that is the town's signature carousel. This place is the hub, the hive, the nucleus. And now, here are a bunch of officers standing around the semi-truck, preparing to open it. Its mystery contents, for better or for worse, are on display for the whole town. And me? I had a front row seat. If you enjoy immersive audio dramas, we think you'll enjoy our partners at Fate Crafters Network. This week, we want to tell you about Subject Found. Sometimes, our monsters don't remain in the past. Sometimes, that which we think is just a story or legend or even lore ends up being very, very true, and it haunts us. A multi-award winning audio drama, Subject Found, is a deeply layered audio drama that seamlessly weaves the personal stories of its characters into entertaining tales of the monsters that haunt us. If you enjoy podcasts like Lore or Myths and Legends and wondered what a fictional version of these shows would be, well, you can find it in Subject Found. It's available wherever you find podcasts or by going to www.paulsating.com under the Podcasts tab. Definitely check it out. Natalie wasn't thrilled that I cut our call so short, but this felt important. If I had to guess, the entire police force was present. I'd venture to guess right, they were anticipating the worst. Cautiously, Sheriff Powell One, took the lead and opened up the two, trailer doors. Three. Oh. Judging by the way oh, the officers God. gasped and clutched at their mouths, I'd warrant a guess that the contents were revolting. What did they find inside? Just the usual. Stripped cow carcasses hanging from the rafters. Cow carcass plus no refrigeration equals yuck. Could this be just a case of a sleepy driver late with the shipment? Sheriff Powell stepped inside. Sheriff Powell came back out with a small wooden crate in tow. It seemed heavy. He and the officer from the lobby struggled to get the crate into the trunk of the police cruiser. Absolutely intrigued, I called my producer, Eric, to get his thoughts. Are you pulling my leg? No. You've been there half a day and you think you've stumbled onto the story of the year? <laughs> Hilarious. I can see you're carefully considering the event. Oh, you are priceless. Have you considered that trucker may have taken too many caffeine pills and missed a stop? But that's just the first explanation off the top of my head. Shall, shall I keep going? I'm good. I know you're excited and eager to impress me. There was a time when I tried real hard to impress me, too. You're just developing your journalistic instincts. Your gut. But right now, you have a little baby gut. Can we leave my gut out of this? And my seasoned veteran guts is here to help your baby guts along the way. So, pursue the story. <laughs> no, drop it. But just what if... Maybe Eric was right. Maybe I was making this more than it was. Maybe I wasn't. In all honesty, I didn't have much to go off anyways. So, I was on to my first interview. The Grand Marshal of the Frozen Dead Guy Days. You might be asking yourself, what kind of person leads the Frozen Dead Guy Days Parade? Well, perhaps it's not who you would expect. Hello, yes. Hello, my name is Guy Evans, and I'm the Grand Marshal. 
also the Grand Marshal guy named Guy. <laughs> you can just call me Guy for short. So, Guy, can you explain your role in Frozen Dead Guy days? Yeah, sure. My job is to lead the parade on the day of the event. Uh, it is the Grand Marshal's duty to provide the parade with a consistent pace on the correct route. I'm also in charge with helping design the hearses that are featured in the parade. Is this a full-time commitment for you, or do you have employment outside of designing hearses? <laughs> well, this is an honor position, but uh, doesn't demand too much time, especially since I have the whole year to prepare. I'm usually running my business at the local candy shop, Taffy-tastic, tell your friends. I'm one of the only five town council members. That's a pretty full dance card. <laughs> I don't dance much at all. You must know all the ins and outs of... The city, then. <laughs> oh, yes. The ins, the outs, even the ups and the downs. <laughs> guy was a nice guy. Now, I wanted to learn a little bit more about Nutherland itself, really dig into the meat of the town. I was directed by some locals to visit the town's museum. Museum is a loose term here, mind you. It was a small, one-room home at the top of a hill overlooking the city. That's where I met Steve. Nederland began as a settlement when gold was found in 1859. Why, would you like me to pause to give you time to look over my rendering? I've got the gist. Moving along, in 1871, the first post office was established here, and three years later, the town got its name. The name Nederland originates from the nickname the miners gave the mill, which they called Netherlands, because of how much lower the mill was from the mine. A Dutch company then named the town Nederland because that was their spelling of Netherlands. Would you care for me to wait as you looked over the photo showing the misspelled sign? I already got it locked away in the old noggin. <clears throat> you may proceed. Steve, a young guy, was clearly a dedicated Netherland history buff. Though it wasn't his knowledge of Netherland that caught my attention. It was this. You haven't heard of the Lake Clarity curse? Okay, brace yourself. So supposedly the curse all started when this young kid, Joseph, went missing. See, back in the 70s, there was a summer camp on the shores of the lake, Camp Clarity. But it shut down after the kid went missing. Forest rangers found his body a few months later. Ever since, the whole area is said to be haunted by the boy and all the other souls he claims. Did you know, since the 70s, over 26 people have gone missing just in the square mile around Lake Clarity? Rumors say that people go into the woods to hike, to swim at the lake, and before they know it, they're lost with no hope of getting back to humanity. After wandering through the woods for days or weeks, they eventually die, and that's when the boy takes their soul and returns their bodies to our world where they're eventually found. A child leading travelers astray and stealing their souls? Sounded just like the kind of thing a no-good meddling kid such as myself could get into. I was ready to leave the urban legend as it was. Then, Steve just had to mention. The curse is said to continue to this day, according to some, of course. Not everyone believes in such things. At least, not until something comes up to work everyone up into a frenzy all over again. About four months ago, five teens from Denver came up and stayed at Camp Clarity. I think they fancy themselves ghost hunters or something. Anyways, after a few days of camping out there, one of the kids stumbles out into the highway, caked from stem to stern in blood. Human blood. Looked pretty banged up as well. Kids said all of his friends were dead, and there was a monster living in the woods. What? What happened? Forest rangers checked it out. Didn't find them? Oh, they found the teenagers. Or at least three of them. Looked like a bear wandered into their camp. They probably never had a chance. What happened to the kid, the survivor? No one is sure. Though people say he caught a pretty bad dose of PSD. PTSD. 
probably came down with that, too. And this really happened? Sure did. How didn't I see this in the news? You've got the internet? Search it. I did, and it was real. The material online was scarce, but it was there. I convinced Steve to tell me more about the kids, about the lake and its dark history. I know, I know, it's not what I'm up here to investigate, but it's this damn baby gut of mine. I needed to know more. Recording? Yep, go on. Say hi to Jules. Hi, Jules. All right, Jules, we are here in the Netherland Public Library. Steve has already pulled up some of the older articles about missing people, namely a couple who went missing on a hike five years ago. A much earlier case described a man who was camping in the area, and police found only the shredded remains of his tent. And now, Steve has pulled up an article detailing the recently missing kids. Basically, all of the stuff not on the internet. Would you do the honors? Really? Sure. Okay, it reads, Five teens from the Denver metro area went camping on the shores of Lake Clarity. Expected only to be gone for a few days, parents Angela and Barbara grew worried after hearing no response from their children, Seth and Brandon. A day after that, they were expected to return. The parents reached out to the local forest ranger station. The parents learned that a young man had been dropped off at the station a few days prior. Seth had slipped into a comatose state after sustaining several injuries and a concussion. All attempts to identify this young man had been fruitless until his mother confirmed that it was in fact her child, who had been recovered from the nearby woods. Unfortunately, the whereabouts of his four friends has yet to be determined. Forest rangers are forming search parties to help find the missing individuals. If you're interested in volunteering, please... I guess this must be in a later issue. What's in a later issue? Well, not even a week later, the mangled bodies of the kids were found. Rumor has it the wounds found on the recovered body were consistent with that of a bear attack. Apparently they had been warned about the dangers of bears in the area, but neglected to heed the advice. Any running theories? Do you think it's bears? Or Joseph? From what I've heard, they were camping at Camp Clarity, which is like the biggest horror cliche ever. You never camp at, a, at the haunted summer camp, you know? That's just begging for it. But honestly, I think it was just bad timing. Bears tend to be more active at the end of spring, and that's right around when the kids went missing. <laughs> you subscribe to the ghost stories, then? Don't get me wrong. I love ghost stories. People come visit our city based on these folk tales, but honestly... I just think there are way too many variables for most of these situations and not enough available facts. Netherlands seemed to have a lot going on underneath the surface. Unsatisfied, I returned to my hotel with what I'd like to call journalistic blue balls. There, I finally called Natalie back and decompressed. My itch for the truth hadn't quite been satisfied, but I was ready to return to my actual assignment. That didn't last long, as the story revealed itself to me. Join me in the next episode as I learn more about the secrets of Lake Clarity.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.